Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're heading back to some of the most grand and most haunted buildings in the world this week. And we get an exclusive guided tour around Bannockburn House at night. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week we're exploring some of the most haunted castles and palaces. Well, let's kick off with some trivia. Here we go. Do you think this is fact or fiction? Grey ladies are often associated with castles. I'm talking about ghostly grey ladies, not just the norm. <laughs> Someone described me as a grey lady once. Anyway, grey ladies are often associated with castles. Okay, what's the answer? Is that fact or fiction? Find out uh, the answer later in the show. Now, we've done a few episodes based around castles and palaces, haven't we? Going back a few years now, but as there's so much activity going on with these grand walls, we're back again. One of the most intriguing encounters, um, it, well, it comes from the no notorious Lep Castle in Ireland. Not only is it one of the most haunted castles, but it's also home to a unique ghost named the Elemental. Lep Castle was built by the O'Bannon family for the ruling clan of the O'Carrolls in the 15th century. There was a rivalry within the brothers of the O'Carroll clan. One of the brothers was a priest, and whilst holding a mass for the rest of the family one day, the other brother burst through the chapel and plunged a sword into his brother. The chapel is now known as the Bloody Chapel. Many people were imprisoned and executed in the castle, which is why it's said to be so haunted. During the renovation of the castle, workers found a dungeon at the bottom of a shaft. And at the bottom, there were spikes. And when this was cleaned out, there were three cartloads of human bones. One of the more terrifying beings in the castle has been called It. It is about the size of a sheep and has a decaying face. And it's said that when it appears, you can smell sulfur and decaying corpses. The it is said to be the elemental that we mentioned at the top of the show. And these are believed to occur mainly in the wild where they attach themselves to an area of nature. And some believe that Bigfoot is an elemental. When the castle ownership was transferred to the Darbys, Mildred Darby would dabble in the occult, and many believe it was her who woke the elemental. Mildred even wrote about it in 1909. She said she was standing in the gallery when she felt somebody put a hand on her shoulder. She turned around and saw a thing the size of a sheep with a gaunt, inhuman face. It has black cavities for the eyes and the smell of a corpse. 
There have been shadows said to wander the priest's house, and in the muckle hole room there is a blood stain on the floor, which is said to be the remains of a man being stabbed to death by his brother. We spoke about grey ladies at the top of the episode, and this castle has a red lady. She's said to be the ghost of a woman captured and raped by the O'Carrolls, and she got pregnant from this terrible, terrible incident, but the O'Carrolls killed the baby. In despair, this poor woman then apparently killed herself, and her ghost is seen carrying a dagger in her hand and raising it as if she wishes to stab someone. Back in the early days of filming Most Haunted, we did in fact investigate Lep Castle and I'd heard all these stories about the ghosts uh, and it and particularly the gruesome elemental. I remember us all feeling uh, very apprehensive in the daytime uh, as the current owner um, at the time when he was living at the property, told us of a story where he'd been doing some renovation work to part of the castle and he was high up on a ladder when he felt it give way. And he said, quote, something definitely pushed the ladder. And this bizarre accident resulted in, a, I think he broke his leg or broke his ankle, something like that. But he definitely broke something as he was it pushed to the ground and he was up high and he was absolutely petrified. And he was convinced that something really negative and sinister had done that on purpose. And he actually said, I think it was the elemental. Well, there we were in Ireland at Lep Castle. And as darkness fell, this structure took on an even more sinister atmosphere. Every corner, every crook, every creak of the floorboard, it just made you feel that something was behind you, was following you, and was watching you. Sadly, no one did encounter the elemental or see the ghost of the Red Lady, but we did hear and sense things and knew that we were definitely not alone. Recently, I've been annoying all my friends by reminding them over and over again to watch, it's a little bit of a jump in direction, this topic, but bear with me, to watch The Last Kingdom on Netflix. If you've watched any of it, give me a yay. See, I knew there were loads of you. The main reason why I love this particular series is because I am obsessed with history, Vikings, Saxons, all of that. It's absolutely amazing. And the second reason, it, who doesn't love a bearded warrior thrashing his huge sword around? I mean, come on. Of course, the main reason is because the story is centered around a warrior trying to get back his castle. And that castle in the show is pronounced Bemember, which is the old name for Bambra in Northumberland. Now, as I watched the show, little things kept coming back to me and I thought, I'm sure I've investigated the real castle. The one they show in the TV series isn't the real one. I think they actually filmed in Hungary. The real castle, um, Bambra Castle, is enormous. I think it's like a nine acre site and it sits high on the cliffs overlooking the North Sea. And it has so many ghosts and haunted areas, but the most active place for us had to be the Bones Room, named because it was filled with boxes and filing cabinets full of human remains. Well, let me tell you, we got pelted with various... We didn't know what it was at first. We actually thought there were bits of rock or coins or whatever. No, we were pelted with various bones, human remains. And I remember, I remember the historian at the time... Um, <laughs> 
a human tooth landing in his hair. You've never seen a man jiggle up and down and scream so much in my life. The moans and the cries that our sound recordist John Gilbert captured were fantastic. And there was also, we talked about sulfur at Lep Castle, but there was a strong smell of sulfur uh, in the room and in various parts of that castle. Uh, I tell you what, we couldn't get out of the bones room quick enough. It was really frightening. There was something very, very negative there. And if you fancy having a watch, then go to either Sky, Amazon or Pluto TV. That episode is there. Watch out, though, for the flying bones. Of course, the main purpose of castles was to protect those who lived there from invasions. And they were also a status symbol to show how important a family was. One stately building that is renowned for its dark past lies in the Danish town of Dronninglund. Vu i Gard Castle was acquired by Ingeborg Skeel in 1578 and drowned its architect, get this, in the moat so he could never design a building as beautiful as beautiful as Voigard. Can you imagine that? How terrible. Well, apparently people still report seeing the architect's ghost dressed in white, wandering through the castle at night. And the torment doesn't end there. The dungeon was designed so that an adult man could neither stand up straight or lie stretched out. And there are no holes for light to enter through. There have been disembodied voices heard throughout the halls. So could this be those who were in the dungeon forever calling out for help, repeating over and over again their cries of woe? Again, like many of these castles, we have a lady, but in white this time, she's been spotted throughout the castle, gliding silently through the halls. And this is believed to be Lady Dagmar Skeel, who died mysteriously. I wonder how she did die. Was she murdered? The castle's extensive history tells of feuds, wars, powers, struggles, and even hidden treasure. It's as if the echoes of the past are eternally imprinted on the fabric of the castles. Many castles have similar stories to Vorigard and Lep Castle. Could the turbulent past and activity within the walls leave behind a residual energy that continues to manifest in the form of ghostly apparitions? You know me, I totally believe so. I always thought that buildings being able to play out for us to see once more what had happened uh, in the past historical events was a little far-fetched until I experienced it for myself on an investigation and here in my own home. Well, this phenomenon is called stone tape theory. Yes, I know I've banged on about this before, but it does explain an awful lot of activity, doesn't it? Allegedly, in layman's terms, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, then I'm just about to explain it to you. For those who have, I'm so sorry, I won't prattle on too long. Well, apparently, anyway, bricks, mortar and cement act as a sort of tape recorder, sucking in energies and sounds over time. And when the atmosphere, air pressure and temperature are all aligned, the building pushes out those images and sounds so that we, the living, can hear and see them. At Wentworth Woodhouse, I clearly remember coming back from investigating one part of the building. I was with Darren, our sound man, and we were eagerly walking back to the base room. As we moved towards a particular corridor, we both saw Stuart walking very slowly and oddly, may I say. Oh, I know he walks oddly anyway, but he was walking really oddly this time up the stairs in front of us, uh, sort of going off to the side, if that makes sense. Um, so we were looking at him from the side, walking up some stairs. And we called out to him, Stuart, Stuart, how did your investigation go? 
nothing. Didn't even look at us, didn't even turn, didn't even acknowledge us at all. And weirder still is that he was at the other end of the corridor. How we knew this was because when we all went back to the base room and we were talking about what we were seeing, and I think I even joked, I said, oh, Stuart, you rude sod. I said, I'm calling out. He said, that. He said, what? I didn't, what? He said, I didn't hear you. I didn't see you. I wasn't there. And then we all talked about how the fact that then Carl and Stuart had seen what they thought was a man walking away up the stairs. And of course, it wasn't until we got back into the edit did we see a ghostly image of Stuart walking up the stairs. So this in my mind, I say Stuart walking up the stairs, the ghostly image of Stuart. So this in my mind and others was a classic case of stone tape theory. And I believe that these ghosts of castles could be down um, in part to stone tape theory. And as I mentioned earlier, it's not just images that are projected, but sounds too. When Mary, my daughter, was five or six, she would often, as many children do, run up and down the stairs shouting, Mummy! Mummy! Wanting to find me. I would often hear her voice calling me um, and then realising that it wasn't Mary because she was at school. So the cries and moans coming from dungeons or oubliettes in ancient castles... Are they just recordings sucked in by the stones of these amazing places and being played out for us to hear over and over again? Or are there really ghosts trapped down in these terrible places and they're needing our help? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Have you ever had similar experiences like this? Please, please let me know. As we explore these castles and places, we're reminded that once again, history and the supernatural are closely intertwined. The spirits almost beckon us to unravel their mysteries and urging us to remember their lives and stories. Well, it wasn't a castle where the Most Haunted team got to the bottom of a mystery. Um, It was at Shrewsbury Prison. In the hanging room, the tapping and knocking began. And we knew that there was a spirit in there with us. It was incredibly strong. And we soon discovered that the ghost of a young man called George Riley was talking to us. He told us by the tapping board, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, this enables the spirit to knock at certain letters when I point to them that spell out words. And this is all on a board. Anyway, he told us by uh, tapping when I pointed to certain letters that he was innocent in his crime and that he knew who had committed the murder and that he had been executed for this crime. He then tapped out the name of the real perpetrator and George then said that he was waiting for him to pass on. And then later on when we looked into the case, it all made sense. Everything that George told us fitted with the case. I remember feeling so angry that a poor 21-year-old had been sent to his death. But in fact, it was true. He was innocent. That was a real shock, I can tell you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, so if I've had a mare today, I was on my way to record an episode of Loose Lips and realised we need to make that promo. A promo? Right, what do we need to say? Maybe mention that we have a main episode out every Tuesday where we discuss all the things that influence women trying to figure life out. Okay, yeah, yeah, good idea. Maybe we can mention that we've got an extra lippy episode out on Fridays where we discuss listener dilemmas. Should I put that in there? Oh, yeah. And we're not great at it, are we? Talk for yourself. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Get in touch with us with your dilemmas at listlips at createproductions.com. If you like this podcast, you'll love our one. Just search Loose Lips wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Now it's time for this week's listener story. Hi, Bert. I have recently come across your podcast and I might I add, they are absolutely awesome. Um, I remember I used to watch Most Haunted back in the day, about 20 years ago now, when um, it was on Living TV and, and it was really, really, really good to see, actually see your team go to these places and investigate the hauntings and honestly, it was absolutely fab. But um, I wanted to send in sort of my experience. To be honest, my experience, you can literally have a whole podcast dedicated to the paranormal experience that I personally and my family have had so it can go on but I'll I'll sort of give you a very um interesting one um this happened about 15 16 years ago and um, when I was doing my a levels um I was up it was actually that late it was about seven o'clock in the evening and it was summer it was in the summer so it's still daylight outside and um I was then living in my so-called haunted house. So I was sitting there doing my course up for my A-levels. Suddenly I looked up, looked towards sort of the hallway. And there I saw a pair of legs, literally just walk out of my parents' room and walk past this makeshift storage thing that my dad built at the top of the stairs. 
all I did was scream because as soon as that legs, those legs walked past, everything from that cupboard, makeshift cupboard, just fell out. The door opened and everything fell out. My parents and my brother was downstairs and you know, both of them ran upstairs when they heard me screaming and sort of, and, you know, when I told my parents what it was, it, I was literally like white as a ghost. The expression I saw on my dad's face wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like, oh, this is silly. He just looked at me and walked off. Um, I just get a feeling that he obviously probably knew something. My mum was just like trying to calm me down, but that didn't work. And then for the next week or two, I literally went to sleep with all the lights on. That was how scared I was. And I think on after two days, whilst I was not even sleeping, I heard a voice come up to me and say, I need to tell you something, it's very important. And this voice was clear as anything, but it wasn't like someone coming up to you and whispering. It was literally like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, I know that mediums normally say if they speak to spirits, it's a voice that, a, an, a foreign voice that comes into their head. And that's literally how it felt like. I did freak out, but then I was like, hold on a minute, like, who was, I personally thought I was dreaming. But um, anyways, um, three, four months later, um, sadly, my dad passed away. Um, so part of me thinks that maybe it was the spirit world trying to warn me something. But obviously, my dad passed away, it just changed our whole lives. Um, but that is one of the very, very, very many um, paranormal experiences I've had. Like I said, you can literally do a whole podcast and literally just my experience but um i thought i'd just share that with you um but all the best thank you for listening well how wonderful that you saw the legs and the cupboard opening too i love this experience i do know how you must have felt because believe me there have been many many times when i've come back from an investigation and i've had to sleep with all the lights on and poor Carl is I'm practically giving him a piggyback around the house he just can't leave my side he's glued to my back don't you leave me don't you leave me <laughs> so I know how you felt but you have got me intrigued though please send in more of your spooky experiences I can't wait for the next one now let's head up to Bannockburn House in Scotland. This is a 17th century A-listed mansion house which has survived largely unchanged apart from some Victorian adaptations. For years locals and paranormal enthusiasts alike have reported strange occurrences within the walls. We now join lovely Paul Hannon as he embarks on an exploration of the house. Let's listen in as he uncovers the secrets that lie within. And you can find this over on our YouTube channel, Create Productions. Hi there, this is Paul Han here at Bannerburn House, um, doing a wee loan vigil as requested by Yvette Fielding. I'm going to pan the camera around so you can see the house with the lights on at the moment. So this is the lay hall. You'd come in this main door here, basically be greeted by this wonderful room here and fantastic ceiling, as you can just about see. But what I'm going to do just now is I'm going to go lights off and hopefully um, I'll be able to see about using a torch. Don't think I've got a torch with me, unfortunately. That's a bad move. Right, so 
I'm going to go and put the lights off now and then let's see what happens. So we're in the way hall. As I say, are there any spirits here? Do you want to come forward? Do you want to show the viewers for a vet's podcast who you are, why you're here? You will hear my muffled footprint, uh, footsteps in the background. If you want to come out and play, you want to come out and say hello, please do so. No. Make a noise if you're here. Right, so this is the lay hall. What I'll do is I'll go through to the library area. Start that way. And then I'll go up and over the balcony. So through here is the library. Just open this door. And this is one of the most beautiful rooms in the whole house. Uh, this is where a lot of meetings take place during the day. There's a big lovely table. I'll just pull this seat out. And in here, as I say, we use this for meetings during the day uh, and also different other things. Mrs. Mitchell, and Mitchell, one of the last living, living uh, owners of the house, used to sit in that chair by the, the shutters there and uh, the, the shutters would be open and she'd have a fair nice view of the garden. And she's watched the gardeners just tending to the flowers, the vegetables, etc, etc. And when it came to payday, they would come up to the, the doors, they'd come up to the top of the steps. And Mrs Mitchell would hand over a pay packet. And, uh, so I thought somebody was coming to play there. But, um, yeah, so they would come up to the door, they wouldn't come into the house, they wouldn't be allowed into the house, they'd get as far as the garden and not be it. Anybody in this room want to come forward? Do you want to come forward and say hello? Make a noise so we can hear it on this device I'm holding in my hand so people can hear you rather than me. Don't be scared. Make the lights move. I've done that before. Not here to cause any harm. You'll probably give me more of a fright. Yeah, I suppose you're used to me being here because I'm here a lot. Oh god, this is a big house, got a lot to see. I'm just pan out gently. There you go. Right, so out the room we go. Yep, I got to leave that little door open. And I'll just add all these barriers. So this staircase would have been where uh, all the, the important people of the house would have came up here because they had a handrail. Out there is the garden. It's not quite light outside. 
in Mesley Garden here. It looks like a person, but it's actually a, a unicorn. Yep, Pumpkin House has a unicorn. So upstairs we go to the second floor. And we're still in the original part of the house. And here we've got the bathroom. Royal Dalton sink, bath and toilet. And out there's the main drive to the front of the house. This is the blue room. That always gives me the, the heebie-jeebies every time I walk in. Especially when I'm doing a night tour or checking out the room to make sure nothing's been left behind by any teams that's been in. And the lovely ceiling. There's only one other ceiling like this in the UK and that's at Holyrood Palace. Where Hugh Parson once worked. And uh, yeah, I suppose if you're going to get to see the architects down at there, you'd want it for your own house. But yeah, there you go. So I'll just come over here and sit down just now. So, I forgot to show that door. So does anybody in this room want to come say hello? Come and say hello to a vet and Molly and... You remember Carl when he was here in November? Usually when there's a lot of events happening, obviously uh, the time of year being June, uh, it gets darker a bit later on in the night, so this room is always open, uh, open shutters because um, unfortunately I can't close them at the moment, but yeah, this room's always got open shutters, so the light's always cascading into this room. Um, but it's still, even though it's still quite eerie, I'll leave this room and we'll go along onto the balcony. This is an impressive area. It used to be one complete floor here and it used to sit underneath this lovely decorated ceiling. And underneath there, with the floor being there, there used to be, uh, as I say, a dining table. They used to have their dinner here. But the balcony itself, a lot of people think they see people up here. Sometimes even they see legs going across the middle here because, as I say, at one point it used to be a floor. And uh, there have been people walking back and forth all the time. One thing I've got to mention is there is one other person in the building because due to health and safety I'm not allowed to be in here completely on my own but they're sitting in a small room out of the way so they're not going to get involved unless I hurt myself and they hear me scream they'll come running or they might run out the door, I don't know So what I'll do is I'll take you over to the extension part of the house first This is a lovely part of the house. So that room is out of bounds at the moment, so I can't go in there because the floor's been sorted. And some of these rooms are used from the, the history team that help do tours in the building um, to give people an insight of 
how the place was. Now, this is one of my favourite rooms. This room is nicknamed the Tartan Room because it used to have a tartan exhibition, not just because the tablecloth looks kind of tartanish, but it used to have an exhibition in here. Uh, and it was for the tartan festival that was on at the start of the year. And there was a, mannequin, a few mannequins here dressed up in the the tartan attire, sorry, can I speak? And um, yeah, it was all in here. People come up for a wee visit, wee tour, they've got a tour of this part and see all the different tartans. Also made famous by Mr. Wilson, who was a big exporter of the tartan and making producer of the tartan at the time when he owned this house. So, so let's sit down here. I'll just ask it. Anybody here want to come and talk to us? Mr. Wilson? Your lovely lady? Copy me? Steps out in the hall. Don't know if the camera's picking it up. Let's go and see. Hello, anybody here? Hello? Hmm. Right, this is another one of my favourite rooms. This, um, I believe it used to be a bedroom. Nice view of the lawn. Waking up and seeing this every morning, all the trees. All beautiful in colour just now, the purples and the reds. But imagine waking up in the morning on a nice sunny, sunny day and down there would have been the old um, sundial. And every so often you do see some wildlife like deer and things. So in this room, I love this room because the table is so comfy, sorry, the chairs are so comfy and the table is just, it's just beautiful. Right. So anybody here? Do I come forward? Copy me? Can't even whistle. No, my lips are dry. Copy me. I came through over there. There was once we heard the door rattle. I was then given a, a tour to a friend who was looking to hire the building. And we're sure we had the door rattled there, and it's even got a door handle on the door. The door handle rattled really quite violently. And because there was no door handle, we didn't know where it was coming from, but I'm pretty sure it was over there. So, definitely nothing in there. So, let's go back out. Now, 
at the top of the staircase, something's in about here and there. I've seen, I've seen children, or the guests have seen children playing about, just looking out through there. Obviously not today. Back out into the land, uh, balcony area again. And come and tell us your name. This device I'm holding my hand, do you want to come and speak into it? Keeps on going out of focus over there. something out there. Now if you remember me telling you the story about the door opening after me getting the women's voice mirror, there's the door there. So I'm I'm standing down at the door there, as you can just see it. And I thought I heard somebody come in because I was waiting for a woman coming to collect uh, some stuff. And I heard hello in my ear, and then that door there opening. And I don't know if it's just my ears playing tracks, but I do keep hearing movement. I don't know if it's just because I move slightly and maybe it's moving. No. Nope. Right, so moving on the other side of the house. This room's roasting. So this room here is apparently Charlie's bedroom. And I'm just going to sit down in this corner because the phone, if I move about, you'll not hear nothing apart from me walking. So Charlie would have slept in that bed. There's rope around the bed because it's trying to kind of to disencourage people for trying to climb on it. So you here just now, Charlie? It's that room right across the hall there that are a lot of people dread. A few people during the day won't even go in it. Since I bet I'll pick up the cleaning bill if I get something scary happen to me, then I'll go in it just for you guys. So there you go. Copy me. Don't know where that came from. There's some distant noise you'll hear just now because there's a motorway not far from the house. So that was Charlie's room. 
that's the servant staircase. And in here, we've got a room that not a lot of people like. We have since put chairs in here. Because a lot of teams like to come in here now. So is there anybody in here like to come and say hello? The amount of piece there above the fireplace, there's a few people have seen like a man standing there before. I don't know if he'll show you still to us, but I'll tell you something that in this room is absolutely freezing. It's not a room that I really like. No offense to anybody that's staying in here. But yeah. I really, I don't like this room at all. Um, this room always gives me an uneasiness when I come in. But I can come in. But if anything happens a bit, I'll send you the cleaning bill. Because I think I will like, if anything happens in this room, I would probably empty my bills, knee bother. But yeah. Anybody here? Come and speak to the device I'm holding in my hand. I don't think everyone wants to play tonight. So, I think I'll just head to the next room because it's a big room. Oh, I feel quite uneasy in my legs there. So this, these staircases on this side of the building would be used by servants. And so this is a room at the top of the house, the third floor. Now this used to be in that hole there until a paranormal team decided to come along. The door was locked for a reason. And there's wallpaper over the top of it. You see the wallpaper's been damaged. There is damage from, obviously, uh, water coming in for the roof before it got sealed up. But, yeah, that door was there, covered in wallpaper to make it just a single room of its own, and then in there was just a cupboard. So the team decided that door's not going to open. Let's just kick it through. And there's the driveway. usually fuel in and up here. So across the other side you've got a long corridor so it bounds at the moment um, so I can't go along. You've got this room in here. This room the walk-in cupboard. I'll take you through to the other side. 
which the team kicked in. Don't understand why they do that. So. Before we go, let's get the answer to this week's fact or fiction. As a reminder, is this fact or fiction grey ladies, the ghostly ones, are often associated with castles? And the answer is, shout out what you think it was. Ah, it's fact. Some of you got it right. Many haunted castles have tales of feminine spirits who continue to roam their halls. These apparitions are often associated with tragic stories or mysterious circumstances from their lives. Some castles associated with ghostly grey ladies are Glam's Castle in Scotland. This is known uh, for a grey lady who is believed to be Lady Jane Douglas. She was accused of witchcraft and was burned at the stake in 1537. Very Pomeroy Castle in Devon. I know that well. I've investigated it. This is also known for a grey lady, which is said to be the spirit of Margaret Pomeroy. She was imprisoned by her jealous sister and was left to die in the dungeons. Ballygally Castle in Northern Ireland is associated with a grey lady who is believed to be the spirit of Lady Isabella Shaw. And she fell to her death from a tower window whilst trying to escape her husband's wrath. Well, have you ever experienced something paranormal in a castle, manor house or palace? Or is there a site, building, location, place that you think we need to cover on the podcast? Please get in touch with me and share your stories. Here's the address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp and you know I love to hear your gorgeous voice. Here's the number 0759992737. And we are on Instagram and a lot of the videos and the pictures that we get, we share those on our Instagram page. And here is the handle is at paranormalactivitypod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then and I don't blame you, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. If you see anything, if you hear anything, if you have some sort of paranormal experience, report back to base. I need to know what's going on. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. 